If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this extra handsome episode Ooh. of Mind Pump, for the first 46 minutes, we do our introductory conversation. We talk about how Netflix stock dropped like 14 points, right? Went down a lot, quite a bit. Then we talk about Adam's Everlywell boo-boo. He had a little owie <laughs> on his finger from he, taking He doesn't the like those little pricks. Omega three, yeah, he I mean, likes the big ones. Yeah. Omega-3 test. Uh, we are sponsored by Everlywell, so we got you guys a discount. If you go to everlywell.com, enter the code MINDPUMP, you'll get 15% off any of the tests. Then Justin talks about changing his dog's dog food and found some from Thrive Market. Now, Thrive Market is the largest online retailer of non-GMO organic products, including skincare products, including food products, including cleaning products. Pretty much everything you're going to need or want. Even pro- even products for your skin. This is where you can get your deodorant, your skincare. Do like, we still have some listeners that don't use Thrive? You sh- dude, it is the the the, the discounts Shame. on there are phenomenal. Uh, you'll get you'll buy things for the same price as you'll get them. They're they're conventional counterparts. So things that are non-organic, in other words, great place to go. If you go to thrivemarket.com forward slash mind pump, we got you a massive massive discount and deal. Here's what you're gonna get. One month for free, $20 off your first three orders of $49 or more, and free shipping. Then we talked about the studies that showed that you can actually erase particular memories in mice. A little scary. CIA is probably doing that right now. Yeah, Uh, I'm sure they are. We talked about how paleo now includes bread. That's right. What? (laughs) Find out in this episode what the hell I'm talking about. Oh my God, bread's so paleo? Yep. Then we talked about Johnson & Johnson's baby powder. Uh, They just lost a major lawsuit. Causing ovarian cancer? That's crazy. Stop. Yeah, let's put a best asbestos in there. Yeah, Gotta stop let's putting it on my balls now. Yeah, yeah, you don't. You let them sweat a little bit. Mm-hmm. Then we talked about fecal transplants and autism. Studies show that kids getting fecal transplants from people with healthy guts dramatically reduce their symptoms of autism. Then we get into the questions. The first question was, can you build your muscles but not get stronger? Kind of a weird question, but it's also a good one. We get into an interesting discussion in that part of this episode. The next question was, what is the worst injury that we've ever experienced and what did we do to recover from it? Mm. The next question was, what do we think about the latest steroid use scandals in CrossFit? They're now testing their athletes. They've banned a few of them. They're pretty strict. Do we think it's going to hurt or help the growth of the sport? And finally, the last question, what are some of our favorite functional, in quotation marks, exercises for experienced lifters who want to get more into that kind of training. Also, I want to remind everybody that this month, the Foundational MAPS program, the best muscle-building, strength-building, and metabolism-boosting program that we offer, MAPS Anabolic, is 50% off. So we took the total price, cut it in half. It's under $60. You get full access, by the way. You get the, the same thing you would get at full price, so full access you can find that at mindpumpmedia.com. That pro- promotion is until this month. So at the end of this month, it'll be ending. We also have bundles. This is where we combine multiple MAPS programs and discount them for particular goals. Like we have a sexy athlete bundle. We have a build your butt bundle. We also have a super bundle. This is nine, excuse me, a year, a year of exercise programs. So a full year planned out for you. That's the super bundle. You can find all the bundles and MAPS Anabolic 
at mindpumpmedia.com. Did you call Justin or did you guys, you know, the the shirt thing? Is that something that you guys have been planning a lot lately? Oh, Doug and Doug and Justin are wearing a shirt together. Yeah. Hey, yesterday it was you and Doug, so well, I felt left out. I feel like Doug's being yeah. a shirt whore right now. <laughs> Make up your mind, Doug. You either yeah. dress like Which me. Which team are you? Or like yeah. Justin. Yeah. I'm not I actually to share. really like, I don't have any of the stay authentic ones like these. Those are the best I, ones. They are yeah. the best ones. They're the most like. Uh, I would actually I'd wear them. They're like classic style. Yeah. 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 We need to do more of these. With jeans or whatever. I'm surprised those didn't sell as crazy as as I would have thought. Like, they didn't do that great. Yeah. They're yeah, so, I don't know. They're, they're Did the, we sell out of them? No. No. We still have them? Yeah, mm-hmm. we go. Those are the best looking ones. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, by far. Yeah, I like no. the blue one the most. And I like I like stay authentic, too. I just like mm-hmm. the saying. I, I really like the rap. You have to, but it's assuming someone's authentic to begin with. Maybe that's the Mate, problem. I mean, that's uh, what nobody's ever done. Bunch of criminals bunch of, out there. Yeah, this, yeah. Bunch of it, it didn't sell out. Shysters. It didn't sell out because a bunch of fake motherfuckers out there. <laughs> like, oh, I can't stay authentic. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm okay with shreds. You know, that's yeah. like staying authentic. Yeah. Yeah. I like beast Gross. mode. Yeah, yeah beast mode. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Kill everything. Oh, yeah. That's such a funny oh, yeah. Who came up with that term, beast mode? You don't Just, know where that's from? Uh, no. That's with the original? Where did it come from? It's original. trademarked, dude. It's from. It's trademarked by fucking. What's his face? By Beast Mode, by um, Marshawn Lynch. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Turn on Beast Mode. Ah. Yeah, there's a there's a whole thing behind it. Like when they when they started calling him that back, I believe it started all the way back to when he was okay. high school. So his buddy, he has a high school buddy. Which, by the way, when I met him, did he play for the Seahawks? Yes. Damn. Yeah. Oh. He actually still is in the NFL right now. Where's cha-ching, he? Cha-ching, Where's cha-ching. he at? He's the guy with the dreadlocks, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. He's got long hair. Dang. Where, where's he at? Huh? Where's he at now? NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Plays for the Raiders R- now. I was going to say the Raiders. But yeah. <laughs> or is that what you were going to say? Yeah. You were on a roll there. For so sure. anyway, the Cincinnati so Raiders. check this out. So Cincinnati. <laughs> the story goes that in high school they used to they used to say his buddy used to say that but they're like high school buddies used to say that and as he started to blow up they started to make t-shirts and they people were starting to make banners and they were oh, wow. giving him skittles that was that whole thing and skittles what hold on yeah so he, that was like his there was this thing that he used to eat skittles before every game oh okay so people when in, in seattle would throw skittles on the on the on the field and stuff when he'd come out and shit oh that's cool mm-hmm. that's cool hey i, I learned a Taste new rainbow i learned a new uh urban dictionary word Say it. I'm not going to define it. You have to look it up for yourself. Wait, wait. Can we guess? Like what? The yeah, you got to guess. Let's do this. I'll play this. Bro, game. I was I died when I heard this for the first time. Wizard sleeve. <laughs> that's got to be. That's, that's got to be an uncircumcised. Shaft. No, it's a condom. No, it's a condom. No, it's not a condom. No, a wizard sleeve. No. What is it? The wi- Stop it. Let me look. Well, now you see me. Now you don't. No, that's why I'm no. thinking like you're uncircumcised. No. no? Picture. Ah. Picture what a wizard sleeve looks like. You know what I mean? When oh yeah, it's hanging down flappy. like a triangle and yeah, flappy. Yeah. Of vagina. <laughs> it's a vagina, isn't it? I just. It's- did what? Justin get it? He did. Wow. Yes. That yeah. is really good, Justin. Yeah. Well, think about it. It's like triangular. Yeah, and it's yeah. just kind of like yeah, a big wizard weird. sleeve. That, <laughs> I've never heard I have never heard that. that. Bro, isn't yeah. that the best thing you've ever heard in your life? <laughs> wizard sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> Making friends with the wizard sleeve this weekend. Yeah. Who yeah. told you that? It was in a text. Wow. I'm in a group text with my cousins and stuff. And all oh basically all we do on there is... Here's what happens in this group text. They're all investment people. So my cousins, my friends, all of them are investors of some sort, whether they're in real estate or they actually work for banks and they're, you know, what are they called? Uh, investment bankers or whatever. 
So 99% of it is, you know, this fucking thing is moving this way and the, the, the charts show this. And I, it looks like the Matrix and I look at half the shit. I'm like, I can't read any <laughs> stuff. And then the other 1% is shit talking. Speaking of that, did they text about buying Netflix right now? No. It's why? down 14%. It's down 14%? Yeah, what happened? So Netflix crashed after the first... Well, it didn't crash. It, it dropped 14 points. Well, because of their spending? Was no, because they didn't hit their projections for quarter one. Oh. They were like off by like over a million subscribers. And so mm. it it dropped. Now There's more competition. Well, yeah, dude. I mean, with Disney and Hulu, Hulu and yeah. what we see going on with Prime right now, I mean... The race is on. I tell you what, I, I love just it. just a year and a half ago or so, I was a big believer in Netflix. You know, just, I still am, dude. I uh, think that they're going to be king. I don't. You don't want to. You want to know why I'm like I'm hesitant to say that now? Mm -hmm. Is I've been disappointed in some of the movies they've done. Ah, uh, so that was the big thing like with right? Will Smith. That, yeah, that big. You know thing. what, dude? Did you guys Did you guys watch that? that was yeah, a flop, dude. it it was it was good for a second. And yeah. then it, and then they kind of jumped the shark a little bit, right? And yeah. it got kind of bad. It, they, it was, it, I, they had all the components of what could have been. Yeah, it could awesome. have been good, but yeah, well, they so blew it. Now that's a great point, right? So I think this is this is where the where the algorithm is just not enough, right? So you I have think the writers. Yeah, I yep. think they did a great job of hacking the algorithm of all the things that you would want, right? That's I think that's right on point by saying that. Like mm -hmm. you're you're attracted to it. It's like man, something about this. I like this. You know, yeah. it's funny. It's all kinds of guns and explosive shit. Great actor, I Aliens love. Aliens with Will Smith always tends to work. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's a good formula. But then it's just like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. you know, just didn't it didn't have a, a crescendo, right? It didn't have something where you're like, yeah. It's funny about let's let's deconstruct that a little bit. So you have. Will Smith with aliens, but also you remember him from Bad Boys. So he was like a cop, mm -hmm. a detective. And so, like, he nailed those roles. And so they're like trying to mash all this shit into it, one movie. It reminds me of the old, it was an old TV series that was fucking awesome on T. It was in the night, I think it was the 90s or 80s, where one of the cops, it was the, almost the exact same story. Aliens came to Earth, we accepted them. And then it's like so many years into that. Were they bald? One of them was he's bald. Yeah, and he looked I like he had, that. he had the spots on. Yeah, he had like the Gorbachev looking, yeah. you know, birthmark things. I remember and that. they were weird, and they drank sour milk. <laughs> it was called V. I think it was called V. Yeah, was that the milk. name of it, Doug? I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, it was the same exact premise. It was almost the same exact premise, and that was a good show. Mm -hmm. That show was really good. I do remember that show. But I, I do think that this is where where Netflix may not win, dude. Is mm. I, th and for a minute there, we were talking what just a year ago or so, we were talking about them kind of taking over Hollywood and kind of blowing it up, right? right? And I had a lot of confidence in what they're doing, but now now seeing the movies and it makes me question, like, okay, well, well, if, if I, you don't have the writers, if you don't have the the real artists, right, that are create the creators. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think, um, yeah, that's definitely like the Hulu and Disney combo is is dangerous. Right, yeah, that is a huge threat. Um, but I do think they could turn that around just as simple as like getting Stephen Kings and getting like real writers to come in and like create these these movies and storylines for them. But actually, he actually like I think they they got Stephen King. What was it like something Castle? Anyway, he's got a new show coming out. I think it's on mm. Hulu. But yeah. here's the thing that I this is what I like about so much about tech is that it, many times you look at a business that's on top and you think, oh, they're dominating. Nobody could ever overcome them or nobody can beat with them or compete. And we get proven wrong every single time. It's yeah. such a competitive market. Yeah. Like good luck trying to dominate and, and maintain dominance. People are going to be at your heels the entire time. They mm -hmm. just are. Mm -hmm. I mean. Amazon did it to this to, to to Google for searching for products. Mm -hmm. Amazon flipped that on its head. People don't realize how big of a deal that That's was when crazy. that happened. 
So we'll see what happens. So what we need is competition for Comcast. Come on. Now, you know why that's bullshit? Do you know why that's so hard to compete? Because they, they, they regulate it so much, it's impossible to, like, that's regulated by the, 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 the phone companies and stuff. Well, it's like, so it's the, old, cell, it's the, like the cell phones, and all dude. that. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's like, all wrapped into it. Yeah. Because, dude, they, they're, I saw that they're finally, at least, like, Google's, like, taking actual, like, wire and, and bringing it all the way across to, like, Spain or whatever. But, like, so they're actually laying down all the, the fabric and the, the fiber optic cable to, to make it so they can have, like, you know, internet why like ca capability but it's like dude when like like how come it's taking so long mm -hmm. dude like i th they need competition so bad man it's just it's every year they 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 increase their their rates for some reason well you're limited what's your options yeah what are you gonna do it's like at&t is like dog shit like i can't even get that in where my area where i'm at yeah so. we need we definitely need more competition uh, absolutely I, mean, I think it's coming though don't you i mean i think it's only a matter of time i think well uh, yeah i know i'm just companies, <laughs> I'm antsy dude well companies like facebook have talked about putting blimps in the air to give people free wi-fi and you know satellite and all these other options it's 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 happening the, the, there's such a big market for it and there's how many people are like you yeah. think about that justin how many oh people, people are pissed jump off ship immediately that that, co that company can suck it yeah they're being protected right now by the yeah. by these old archaic laws that make competing with them impossible yeah you know that's the deal Dude. How, how's your finger doing adam <laughs> you okay? You okay now? I know. Do you Bro, keep that bandaid on, we're, or we're, we're in the yeah. we're in this interview? We we had Ryan uh, Mickler from uh, Order, Order Man. Man, great guy by the way. Fucking uh, love that guy. Yeah. Anyway, we're hanging out with him at, doing a podcast. Adam's talking, and Adam's waving his hands like he normally does. And <laughs> yeah, like you know, like hey, talk with my hands. Yeah. So this like Hello Kitty sticker. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. like I'm looking at his finger. I'm like, what happened? He's got like his big old. Like bandage on his finger, I'm like damn. He well, must've, who did? He your... must have injured himself. Okay, so no, I, I this fucker has a nurse for a while, so I know he didn't do it. Did yeah. you do your own? Yeah. It's so stupid. It's the easiest thing in the world. Oh my god, I don't know, dude. What do you mean you don't know? It's well, so easy. It, it's not a matter of it easy or not. But Were I you mean, like flinchy? Like, ah. well, no. I mean, you see, you see, <laughs> you saw the Insta story. I mean, Taylor Insta story the whole thing, me doing it. But there's just something about stabbing yourself and the way it's designed it just does it real quick well, yeah but you can't see it right yeah. so it's like you can't i don't know it like stamps you so, so right yeah. so here's the thing so you don't know how big the needle is or yeah and no. i don't know how hard, i don't know how hard i gotta push oh, trust me i'm not Dude, yeah. i just rolled my eyes so hard i saw my brain so we're talking about the everly well tests and some of the tests are saliva like the testosterone ones that we did yeah and some of the tests actually use blood yeah, and we'll blood. use a drop of blood and what they do is they give you this Little for people who have diabetes, they know exactly what this is. So, people with diabetes will use these things all the time because they'll have to test their blood for blood sugar. Right. It's this little device, and the needle is literally the smallest needle of all time. It's the size of a fucking <laughs> you could barely even bleed with it. It's yeah. so, yeah, so you have to and squeeze it out. You have to like squeeze and massage your finger. That's not the point, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the point. I Bro, keep, it you use a fucking. It hurt. A 22, it was this guy used a 21 or 22 gauge needle <laughs> three steroids. inches long and I put in your ass cheek. <laughs> oh my God. And you're afraid of oh, a little That's such a good well, point. Well, let me tell you, that was a there was a fucking learning curve in a while for really? that. Oh, yeah. Were you scared of that? Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. No. I remember the first time I had to do that. That was a, It took me a while before I got comfortable even doing did you, that. Did someone did you else have somebody? To do it for yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I had a buddy of mine do that for a long time. Then I had a girlfriend of mine do it for a long time. So I was a, a, I didn't like doing that shit either. But that, after a while, I mean, I got I got used to that, right? <laughs> well, uh, so you, were you always scared of like getting shots and shit as a kid? Was that like a big deal for you? I, I don't know if I was scared, but I definitely didn't like it. It definitely wasn't something where. What like, about when you got to give blood 
or whatever. Yeah, I don't like. I get lightheaded big time when I get blood. Wow. Yeah. Have you ever like stared at it? When yeah, I get that? hell oh. lightheaded. Yeah. I get hell. Lightheaded. Oh, you know that's I just an, don't look at it. That's cool. an actual phobia. Yeah, I'm cool. Like it's weird. Like I don't get like all weird and I don't get anxiety about it. But when they draw blood, dude, I gotta not watch it. If I'm watching it, I get all lightheaded. You get woozy. Yeah, it's get woozy. funny. Courtney actually almost passed out watching me get uh, my blood drawn. Oh, dude, I could cut my own She's arm like, off if it didn't hurt. If it didn't hurt, I'd have no problem. I could cut my own arm off, bro. I have no problem with that kind of shit. Did I tell you I was talking? We won't sell them. Did, out. I, well, before you, do, I'm gonna tell you a story real quick. Okay. When I got my shoulder surgery on my left. When I got my shoulder surgery on my left shoulder, I had my AC joint uh, you know, shaved down a little bit. They had this catheter inside my shoulder that would pump pain medicine to it. And I came home with this little pain pump. I, got, I, came, I couldn't sleep with that thing. So I came home and I unwrapped everything and I pulled that fucker right out of my arm. This long tube out of my arm. Mm-hmm. Blood everywhere. No problem, bro. Mm. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. The Everly Well test is easy, though. That out it's an dick. easy test. No, it, I mean, it was. I mean, you watch it. Those that have, seen, that have already seen the story saw me do it. And this was for Omega 3. This is the Omega 3 one. Yeah, I'm in We're trying to test to see how, if we're getting adequate Omega 3 fatty acids. Now, I, I'm, yep. I'm going to go ahead and speculate that I'm going to be good. I think I'm going to be, and I don't even know because I haven't seen the, what the results. Like, you know how the testosterone they give you. What I love about what I'll I love. I'll probably them, be a little deficient. What I love most, most about this Everly Well test is how simple like so once you do the test whether you do the saliva one or the blood one for the omega all you it, they give you everything you need to ship it it's paid the shipping return shipping is in there you do it all package up send it will you register it with it with, on the barcode that's on there which is super easy and then it automatically text messages me and lets me know like when they've received it in the lab then when they've they've tested all yeah, of it yeah. and then it's They're like quick with the results oh, dude it's just it's yeah. so Once easy I figured that and out. now i have a login and so i can go back i can review my my test because i want to do the testosterone one again soon yes yes i, just I to totally want to do that yeah just so i can see dude, me where too. i want to see if we can yeah. uh, you know affect yeah, it i so, blew the last one so you think your omega 3s are going to be low I, I think they may be a little low yeah, you don't just because i don't eat fish like you guys yeah all the time Oh, that's right. I forget. Yeah. Not, you don't like fish yeah. that much. Uh-huh. I don't like it. See, I eat a lot of I eat a lot of fish, and if I don't eat fish, I'm aware of it, and I have I've got omegas at the house. Yeah, so do I. I should yeah. be good. I should be good. Otherwise, the fish oil that I take is not working. Yeah, and I have the supplements for it, but I never. I'm bad at. Do you take any supplements, supplements at all? Never. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I do sometimes, like yeah, you know, like when we're traveling and stuff. But that's about it. Oh wow. Yeah, if you were to list down like your top three or five like supplements that were sponsored and not sponsored by, who do you fuck with the most? <laughs> I mean, I just, green juice is probably like the only thing I'll do besides like, I mean, back when I was like training really hard and I was trying to get like serious performance and gains, like I would take some creatine Mm -hmm. and, but that was it. That literally is like it. Yeah, you're probably good with creatine right now because you're eating so much meat. Yeah, I'm meat. Just eating a lot of meat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why I'm figured. using Mike's creatine right now. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've been using that. Like, there's a couple things I'm doing right now that I just normally wouldn't. Uh, I'm not a like. Because of competition, that's why. Yeah, that's right. So it's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know what, though? More so than the competition, I just. I don't. I don't like throwing supplements on an inconsistent diet and training routine. And people do this all the time. I think it's such a waste of money mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, it gives me peace of mind when when I am training, when I'm dieting right, when I'm training right, throwing on supplements, I feel like it gives me a better uh, a, a better observation of like what's really going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course. I, I just don't like, like for example- It's also a waste of time. You've been, you've been talking about the, yeah. the higher dose of turmeric. And so I've been kind of playing with that because- and I, yeah, I don't think it makes sense to do it when you're eating shitty. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm going to yeah. take this to lower my inflammation. Well, even not just shitty. Like, I just think all over the board. If you're inconsistent. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because somebody's probably listening right now going like, well, I don't eat shitty, but I take all these supplements every day. And it's like, well, fuck, how do you know if they're working? Well, now here's the thing. Diet's all over the place. Now, right? here's the thing. Turmeric is maybe a little different because it's a food. So you're just adding a food to what you're, t- you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It, the other stuff I could see like when people take individual amino acids. And- Even then, like so the main reason why I'm taking turmeric is I'm trying to see if it's helping keep inflammation down and it's and it's speeding up any sort of recovery process in me lifting and training hard, right? So if I'm eating a bunch of high inflammatory foods, like is, is it really going to counter all that? I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't think it's that strong. I don't think it's fucking superpower. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think I- How's I- your Achilles right now with all the, with everything? We haven't brought it. You guys haven't brought it. Oh, yeah. And, well, and your, uh, your injections. BPC. So, BPC. Yeah. BPC 5927. Did you get yours yet? No. Jordan's supposed to. He said he was going to stop by, but he hasn't. Way to sell it to your drug dealer. Uh-huh. So I I got it. You just threw right under the bus. <laughs> 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 That's right. We know a lot. We know a lot of those. So oh, it's wow. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of Jordans out there. <laughs> so, Michael Jordan. Anyways. That's yeah. Yeah, it was Michael Jordan, yeah. dude. So good connection. I uh, I love it, bro. I'm a, I'm a huge. But here's the thing, though, and this is what I'm uncertain of, and I don't know, and I can't wait for you to get it so we can sit here and we could bullshit about it off air and kind of figure this out together. Is I don't know if it's something that's happening instantly. Like we kind of speculated this a little bit. Like, is it something like when I inject it in there? Is it like kind of numbing that yeah, area? Yeah, because. There, there's already been a couple days where I, you know, it kind of bothers me a little bit, and I, I feel it kind of coming back, and then I, I inject that stuff, and then within an hour, like, didn't you say too though when you're not taking it, how it just immediately all comes back? Well, so that's what I was saying early on when yeah. we first, when we first, like the first few injections. But I've been consistent every other day. I think I had a, a weekend where I stretched three days or so and not injecting. In fact, I'm due today. And uh, and I'm only I'm I'm through the first bottle. I'm on to my second bottle right now, and uh, it I feel really good. It's definitely still there. It doesn't feel like it's fucking repaired and recovered everything perfectly, but I'm in the least amount of pain. I feel the best. On that is it. a good that is a good question because is it is it like taking uh, you know an anti-inflammatory or right. it just works acutely, or is it actually speeding up? The recovery the, the, and, and, and you know improving the recovery process. And so, because because anti-inflammatories will make you feel better too, but they do not speed up recovery. In fact, they might even slow it down in some cases. So and and so for me, where I think where I'm going to be able to answer this the best is after I've gone through both bottles, and then we're you know three four weeks down the road after I've been done with it. How do I feel? Mm. Do I do I feel like it's, I've maintained that, or I'm getting even better? Or am I starting to notice it bother me again? But mm-hmm. I d- 100% as of right now, worth it. For hmm. sure worth it. Interesting. If, yeah. Right now, I'm I'm like, okay, the, I feel the best I've felt since this has been going as, on. As a recovery aid, you're like, okay, yeah. Yeah. This makes sense. So it's, it, may be, it may be like an uh, almost like a, what's the word, uh, unfair advantage for the competition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you just got yours coming. You injected uh, in your face wherever the fuck you yeah. want. Oh, no, no. We didn't talk about drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm going to wait till after the contest. I want to make uh. sure 
I compete like totally. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we're doing like purity. We're doing a blood yeah. test afterwards, just so everybody uh, knows. Oh, afterwards, bro. I'm not doing no blood test afterwards. You <laughs> find all kinds of weird shit here. Yeah, no, it's gonna be all skewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. dude. Dude, I had uh, so my dog's been like having horrible, horrible diarrhea and like crazy stuff. Oh, does he just do that in the house? Thankfully, not this time. I told you about that one time where in the middle of the night he just blasted like the curtains from my closet. <laughs> oh my Dude, puppies, oh puppies, God, stomachs dude. are so sensitive, like to diet and stuff. Like if you change the diet in the slightest bit, like they'll. That's yeah, it. They'll, so I I bought this food, you know, from the grocery store. It was supposed to be the highest quality. It was at like a one of those organic, you know, grocery stores. I think it was. I don't know if it's Whole Foods, but anyway, uh, and it's not working. Like it, 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 he just still has all this like fucking crazy diarrhea and all this stuff going on. So I actually, I'm trying this out. I remember you mentioned that Thrive Market has, um, mm-hmm. you know, some food on there. And so I, I went and checked it out. So I'm trying a new brand out to see how that's going to go. And what's the brand? Do you remember? <clears throat> it's like, I and love you. Wait, hold on. I think I remember it's I and love and you. Okay. Kind of an interesting name. Yeah. But it's, see if that works. See if it works. You and- can also give your dog probiotics. That too. Have you tried that yet? Yeah. 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 Oh, has it yeah, helped? Yeah. A l- yeah, a little bit. Now, but- how are you giving them probiotics? Are you using the supplement or are you doing yeah, like I yogurt? Open it and oh, yeah, yeah. pour it in the So food. I actually give him yogurt. So that's you all can you do. You can do yogurt. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, now, unless he's got a dairy intolerance. It's so funny we're talking about a dog. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. But it, they're just, I mean, they're living beings just like us. No, yeah. anytime the dogs get off, like if they get into shit and they eat something bad or someone else, if someone fed them something that they're not supposed to eat, like you had somebody else watching them, and I know right away because they're, they're so sensitive. And then the next meal or two, I'll feed them uh, cottage cheese or Greek yogurt. Oh, that's a good with, call. With yeah, rice. I'm try that too. With a little bit of white rice. Mm. Have you tried? What happens when you give your dog right like like meat and stuff like that? Is that easier to digest for a dog? Yeah, it's easier. I would assume so. Yeah. Do you know what? You know what meat is the the most non allergenic meat to for animals? So like, if you're animal- most, the most non allergenic food. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you for, know? For for I think for people too. Is yeah. it for people? Do you yeah. know what it is? It's pork. Oh, pork. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, it's not the same. Oh, I see what you're saying. No, no, no. I don't think pork is for people. I think. Yeah. So, like, what I've had, I've had dogs and cats and stuff like that that have, like, are super allergic to all kinds of different foods. And so they typically tell you to put them on, like, an all pork diet for a while. And then, and then after they've been eating that for a while. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. Of all the meats that can bother me, meats, I have a really good tolerance. I can eat meat forever but the one that if i push too hard i can sometimes have an issue gargle that meat is actually pork Hmm. believe it or not pork actually might bother me sometimes bothers me oh really yeah Hmm. sometimes sometimes Uh, really Mm -hmm. sits Mm -hmm. really well with me Mm -hmm. yeah dude did you i'm gonna ask you sal did you see the study on the erasing memories in mice oh a long time ago oh dude no this is new this is this is brand new, bro. So fill, this, fill me in. Yeah, yeah. Let me, memories can be uh, altered in mice or That's humans next. That's oh, fucked great, up. Dude. <laughs> it says like the CIA hasn't been doing this with us. You uh, imagine that? Yeah. Oh, oh, so you did kill that person. Oh, my oh, God, I what? did. Go to jail. Yeah, yeah this, it's crazy, right? Uh, neuroscientists usually define a uh, singular memory as an engram, E-N-G-R-A-M, a physical change in brain tissue associated with particular Recollection. Recently, brain scans revealed that an Ingram uh, in, uh, isn't isolated to one region of the brain and instead manifests as a colorful, colorful splattering across the neural tissue. And what they're saying is that if the they're trying to do it for PTSD and uh, Alzheimer's or Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's, yeah, Alzheimer's. Dude, that's huh. you know. Have you guys watched the movie? Ah, um, oh, Jim Carrey's in it. 
Be- uh, beautiful mind. No, 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 Truman? Uh, no, no, no. Sunshine. Sunshine some, of the spotless. Some, uh, some eternal sunshine. Spot, eternal sun, sunshine of the spotless. Eternal mind. sunshine. <laughs> we, so we just never, pieced that which, together. By the way, <laughs> yeah. have you seen that movie? I'm yes, not, I've never. Seen I love it. that. Movie. Oh, you've never seen it? No. Oh, I love. Oh, that movie. bro, you got to watch that with Katrina. Such a well-made it's movie. Good. Really? How did it's I good. It's one of his best. Such a well-made movie. Yeah. So good. But anyway, it's a drama. though. The premise of it, and I won't. I won't do the spoiler. I won't give you a spoiler. But the premise of it is. You go to these places and they erase bad memories. So like if you had like a terrible breakup or something traumatic, yeah. they'll erase it from your mind and then you don't have it anymore. Um, and so that's what it reminded me of. So I mean, that's also total recall. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah. that's the theory on here is that the, they're going to be able to do that. You know, so how crazy would that be? That's, that's yeah. scary to give someone that power that could go in and erase with that. And Fuck you have yeah. to ask yourself, would that be ideal? Because it is, it is what shapes us into who we are. But the argument they're saying, and again, for like PTSD or someone like that, it's like, well, if you have these awful traumatic memories that are making you angry, making you depressed. Well, is it better to, to delete it or to deal with it? That's that's See, that's the question. Well, That's the moral question. Right. Yeah, right, which I think I would argue that the overcoming it would be mm-hmm. ideal, which is, I mean, that's the, the alchemist or us talking about it's the journey and it, that, that's Plus, really we where, don't know, where the magic is at, and, right? And I'm not trying yeah. to be insensitive to people with, with no, terrible exactly, issues, yeah, so I, I want to be very clear, have lots of empathy right. for those. But we, we really don't know the potential benefits or the ways that it has molded our character to go through these things. So, so what ends up happening, we have a bad... Let's say we have a really bad experience and it's super traumatic. And we, we just think about it. We mull it over all the time. It causes lots of pain and anxiety. And we erase that. We don't know if alongside that pain and anxiety or whatever, it's also shaped our character and helped us become who we are. And if we erase it, we become someone else. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's kind of an interesting interesting problem, a yeah, moral problem. It's interesting too because, I mean... Uh, if, if if you get into like some weird stuff like pedophiles and all that, like maybe there was an impressionable thing that happened to them in their childhood that they can delete and then it like sort of rewires their, well, see the, their this, brain. That, this, I, know, I can see the argument going right? in all kinds of different directions. That's why it's like, I don't know. This brings me a question that I've always I've always uh, thought about and, you know, a good thing that I want to ask you guys to hear what you guys think. Like, have you guys ever thought back, like when you think back to your, your deepest memories, like as far back as you go... Do you have more memories that you you recall that are positive or negative? It's so this is actually hmm. this is actually something that they've studied uh, quite a bit in people. I find that interesting, right? Cuz I I know as a kid I know that my life wasn't all bad, right? I right. know that. I remember it was, mm-hmm. I mean, I, in fact I had a, I had a great childhood. Like I, and, but I know that we had some dark times and hard times. Unfortunately for me though, the the positive things that probably happened mm-hmm. a lot as a kid are blurry or non-existent for me where mm. the traumatic type of things that happen they stand out more are right? very vivid that's yeah. normal you know what i'm saying that's like, normal because from an from an evolutionary standpoint think about it this way if something bad happens to you and then something good happens to you which one which well, which one, one's more which important one to remember pay more for attention survival. to yeah, yeah. for survival right. so the brain is kind of designed or evolved to pay attention to the bad scary shit to keep you alive yeah. more than the happy, fuzzy stuff. And so we tend to have memories that way. But also context matters too. So let's say your life is going great right now mm-hmm. and everything's awesome. And let's say you wrote a book or you did something and, and you talked about all these difficult things. You then may be able to think back and have more positive, you know, in a positive light now because you're in the context of your life being good. Right. Let's say that your life is bad. Then you may look back and think the same thing. 
It's like when you're dating someone and you get in a major fight with them and then you think back to your relationship, you, you start to remember all the bad shit. Yeah. Or when things are great, then you start to think of all the good stuff. So that matters too, right? So, I, well, matter. then for you guys, I mean, I think we're all in very good spaces right now and, and po- lots of positivity around all of us. I mean, it, that doesn't change for me right now when I think back to to childhood and like the memories, mm. it still stays the same that I have a lot of these, you know, more traumatic memories. What about for you guys? When you guys think back, like a, like a lot of your from seven to 15 years old, you know, what are what are the memories that you have? If I think of right a, away, start thinking of stuff like that. Does it do positive if, stuff pop out? If, yeah. I, if I think of a specific thing, like where I remember all the details, it's usually a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But if I think of a feeling then it's good. Like if I think of my childhood growing up, uh, it's it was very. I had a good. I had a great childhood. Yeah, like family. in general. Yeah, yeah, it tends to be positive. But yeah, if I go to specifics, I can I can recall things that I I wanted to improve. I think that's the biggest thing for me. I always look back at things that I screwed up or something happened that like I was like ah shit like I, man I got to do better at, at that and like I'm always very like critical of like what I did mm-hmm. when I was growing up. But yeah, I for the most part it's pretty positive. I think uh, there's been a few that you know obviously stand out once I start thinking about like you know <laughs> like people messing with me or something you know traumatic. That mm-hmm. I find that really interesting. It makes me like uh, you know it's the Black Mirror episode right where you could rewind and, mm-hmm. and it, it, like mm-hmm. I wonder what that's going to be like for us because we are definitely evolving to this point with the way we are connected to social media, the way we post. That somebody who's an iGener like them in 20 years they literally could technically oh, and for sure there's going to be lots of people that have this yeah you have a timeline since yes. you're born now right the, of like any kind of media mm-hmm. yeah of something that has a content that you've actually written a picture that you've yeah. posted like it's going to be really really interesting and the fact that so trip on this for a second so we talk about how you are connected to some of the negative stuff or the traumatic stuff and that's evolutionary that's why we've uh, that I mean, that's why that makes sense, right? Like you said, to survive, right? That mm-hmm. we would attach stuff. But when you look at the way people post on Instagram, what do you post on Instagram? Well, that's different. That's because you yeah, want everything it. is so, awesome. So think about yeah. that. So now, now fast forward twenty years from now, and you're 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 a twenty five year old. So you think everything was awesome, right? Yeah. D- now, does that distort you know who you are? Because when you look back, you have all you've only posted all your highlights of your life and none of the traumatic or the maybe, bad things. Maybe like will that will that ultimately make us a happier society, or will it be you have a distorted view on yourself and life? That's like, an interesting question. I don't know. Yeah. I'd have to think about that. I have no idea what that would what that would be like. I, I think, you know, I think what's going to end up happening in the in the relatively near future is. Is everything is going to be recorded, and not because you're writing it down and, and, and recording it yourself, but because it's literally being recorded. Yeah, where like sensors everywhere. Where you either have contact lenses on that record everything that you do, and trust me, the, the you know the pragmatism of it, or at least the 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 viability and how uh, like the utility of it would be amazing. Think about that. Of Imagine course. if you could record everything all day long. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have to remember things if you forgot something or what happened if there was an accident whatever you could play back the camera and be like here's what happened this is what oh, you know yeah. it would be incredible you get everybody's point of view and then you can really evaluate you know like like who is at fault or who is you know like in the right uh in, in whatever situation it was that required you know some kind of judgment on yeah it. i think that's what it's going to look now i also think that's going to pose some also some other some problems well, of course where's the privacy then well, that, you know what I'm saying? people that can manipulate it too. oh someone hacks your own video yes and say no this is what happened yeah Ooh, well you crazy. already see too like what worries me 
is a lot of the videos now like it's so sophisticated they can take over people's basically talk for Bro, them have you seen some of those yes I saw you some. Guys, you guys mentioned that I haven't seen any. Bro, like, I saw you, one where they took it's they took good. Trump and they took uh, Barack Obama, and they took real videos of them talking like at a podium doing a speech, and then they use this technology to make them say other shit. Yeah, and you you can't tell. And think about that. Think about like uh, some world leader, or somebody speaking in front of a crowd. So they could be speaking in front of the crowd, but where's everybody else watching it? you know, on TV or, or like right. through some other media source. And so, right, right. There's literally a thousand people in front of them, yeah, but so the 10 million are listening. It might be a completely different message than what was even delivered. And, you know, and so it's just, it, it's crazy. It's going to be crazy. But I also think at the same time, there's a lot of natural checks and balances with that. Right. Cause now to even just today, anybody with a phone could record it and show people what the actual, what would actually happen. Yeah, that is true. So it's going to be a lot of, oh God, a lot of responsibility on people, a lot of responsibility for us to kind of figure things out for ourselves rather than having other people tell us, you know, what to think. Yeah. Uh, I do have some interesting good news for you guys. Oh, I like, I like those good type news. of updates. updates. It, might, up. it might be good news. Oh. So apparently, backpedal. Apparently, <laughs> bread. The food that everybody loves bread is paleo. Bread is paleo. Did they just acknowledge so that? They just, what the hell? So scientists have just discovered the earliest evidence of bread. Oh, they actually man. found some black- Some and, bread that's been around for fucking they, a million years. They found some ancient stone building like- uh, It's all hard. It's like a brick. Like artifacts or whatever. And they found- They were making brick oven scraps. pizza. No, they found food scraps. <laughs> And the food scraps showed that there were bread, and the bread was 14,000 years old. Damn. So, so they've been making bread for a lot longer than we think. Well, then were we, Egyptians making bread, or is that just... I mean, I know they were making some kind of beer. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about that. But okay. but apparently bread has been around a lot longer than oh, we, wait, how, than we how think. Wait, how are they proving that again? Uh, they, they actually found some bread that's been around for well, that they long? Find, they find, of course, artifacts or whatever, and then they do, what is it called, carbon dating? Mm-hmm. Which is uh, pretty pretty effective, pretty accurate, and they found the bread to be fourteen thousand four hundred years old. I thought there was a lot of room for error in carbon dating. I thought that I thought they proved that a long time ago. That it was like, eh. it's not going to give you the exact date, but it's pretty accurate that it's old. Really? it's it's right around as old as they think. So that mm-hmm. that's not true. So it's not true that that could be. I I heard it could be way off. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But but there you go. Now it is important to note that, and that does kind of shit on the whole paleo advertising marketing theory or whatever but but it is important to note that the grains and shit that people were using back then are really not not oh, nothing like the ones different. that we oh yeah. for sure not. Yeah. yeah no for sure not so i i mean isn't and that isn't that what makes sourdough so great too is that the, the, how it's processed and or how it's, it's fermented made. yeah right mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's probably how they did it back in the days too uh, part of it. The other thing is they, they, you know, bread was, wasn't, they didn't use, I don't think they used yeast until later. So bread was probably flat. Mm. Um, and they, they probably used other types of, it, it might not have been wheat, right? It might've been other cereal grains that they yeah. used. But here's the thing with the cereal grains. The reality is they are very nutrient dense and calorie dense for what they are. So it did provide, uh, I mean, it was a boom for humanity, but even the, you know, of course the agricultural revolution exploded the the world population yeah so it's not all bad right uh, but what we eat now doesn't look like you know you ever seen a picture of ancient like ancient wheat or ancient corn looks nothing it's like tiny it's dude like all different color. ancient corn is like a spindle it's like one single spindle with like a kernel here yeah, and there sporadically yeah, yeah. versus yeah. this like 
starch bomb that Just we have <laughs> now. You know that we've invented now. It's Inflated like yeah. yellow bubble, you know, bubbly fucking balloon. Yeah, no, it didn't I, look like. That. I would like to know how off like a lot of our nu- nutrition books that we've been reading for a long time are because I know like when I read, you know, when we read those books, right. And it goes through, and you look at like an apple in fruit, like fruits and vegetables, and all the things that are now genetically modified and have been over the last fifty plus years and hundred plus years, even that, right? Where it's now like, okay, so what is what's an average apple according to the, my nutrition thing? Well, it says that it's one hundred and ten calories. Well, was that because they're when they first did it? Yeah, yeah like when they first did it, it was like this <laughs> this big. You know what I'm saying? Like the size of a, like a small. Oh yeah, like they kept those standards. That's what I mean. Like mm. but, and now I know. Now I know this. And food has changed a lot in like forty. Well, years. selective breeding. I mean, too. Like we've we've taken the the we've harvested the best fruit and tried to duplicate it too. So that's part of it. And like not just like we haven't been in a lab. Oh, so like take take it. take like in like a banana for example. And I've done this and a sweet potato. I've done this before. I re- this was actually like this was like mind blowing for me when I first when I first actually weighed this out and measured it because I would I would used to go off before all the apps and all the cool shit. Yeah, I would out. just say one medium banana. Right. Yeah. Or exactly. Or I would say you know sweet potato is you know X amount of of carbohydrates or whatever. And I remember like, you know a regular size sweet potato being you know X amount of calories. And I just, you know, never really weighed measures. If I was eating sweet potato, I just guesstimated that it was probably around around there, give or mm-hmm. take. And it was three times when I actually weighed <laughs> oh, weighed oh my it. God. It was three times the amount of calories and carbohydrates than what I was assuming based off of what the old books were saying. So then it made me just go like, oh, bananas. Yeah, same you thing. wonder how like when's the last time they like updated that and, like, yeah, uh, and re redid the whole standards. And a lot of them were based off of like these like very very small. I doubt they're motivated to do that yeah. you know, unless exactly. they get money in that direction. Exactly. Which is not there. So like, why change it? Have you, have you seen like old Renaissance paintings of fruit and stuff like that from like a you know, long time ago? Yeah. yeah and yeah. there'll be like an yeah. apple, which is <laughs> bananas like, like all seeds. Yeah, it's, like, full so of these fucking... massive seeds and they're small. I'm like, that's yeah. an apple? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it was like, like super tart and sour. Yeah, it looks you know? nothing like the sugar, you know, explosion well, that we have now. And this is what really, because, you know, we've, we know this as trainers. This has been said for a very long time. What do they say that 80% of people underreport their food? Oh. So a lot of it, I think, isn't even, I think it's Everybody. not, it's not just their fault. They think they're, like, I think even the people, I think there's a large percentage of people that are reporting or tracking their food and think they're actually tracking correctly and just don't realize that because they haven't taken it to the Yeah, the my detail. calorie counter said yeah. one apple. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's like, okay, well, what's... That's two. And your apple looks like this, right? Yeah. It looks like a yeah. fucking softball. It's like, yeah, yeah no, well, <laughs> apples used to look closer to golf balls than they oh, did softballs. So. That's crazy. So I wanted to ask you guys, if you guys use um, um, baby powder with your kids or ever around your house, did you see the big thing with Johnson & Johnson right now? No, no I, I don't never use, use it. I don't use uh-uh. baby powder. Dude, check this out, is there, is there some shenanigans with uh, that is it company. Baby, is it Jury connected? orders Johnson & Johnson to pay $4.7 billion in a uh, in a Missouri asbestos cancer case. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. Why, why, why? They, and they they lost. So saying that the, the Johnson & Johnson, there was over 22 women who alleged the company... Uh, um, including its baby powder, contain asbestos and cause them to develop ovarian, ovarian, ovarian. ovarian cancer. They put asbestos in their baby powder? That's what it's saying. What in the fuck? <laughs> That's Bro, fucked that up. That's evil. Four, they, they lost, dude. $4.69 billion. Largest, Obviously, largest it holds case true because they lost. Crazy, right? Wow. No, Pieces I don't. I never used baby powder. 22 women. 
Johnson, wow. Johnson, yeah, you know the fucking stock plummeted after that too. Good. That's a, that's a that is a go out of business. That is a shit. massive company. Yeah, huge, massive company. Huge, huge. right? Compr- Five hundred says it. Uh, so they found they found yeah. asbestos in the baby powder. Yeah. Mm. Wow. That's that's the. That's inhumane. Works when you burn, right? <laughs> Puts out the fire. <laughs> Sorry. Nuts. Yeah, you have to get like special people to come to your house, just like in gloves, and, and they have to treat things a very specific way if they find even mm-hmm. asbestos tiles. Yep. Like, asbestos so. is safe as long as it doesn't start to flake. You know so what I mean? If it's, it's just there, it doesn't do anything. But so it's in powder, so it's like... Yeah, exactly. So yeah. how? why would you even use it in something like that? It doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't that. know how, that, how it could have possibly... Why is it connected to asbestos? Or is it the baby powder itself that caused... The ovarian cancer. Like, why would they put asbestos in baby powder? That's yeah, strange. Yeah, right. that's what I don't understand either. It's a, I mean, this is just. And the, and the article doesn't uh, say what. This how, is where the conspiracy theorists are going crazy right now. So yeah. it, this literally, this is this was on Apple News just like a day or two ago. That's so, unreal, dude. Yeah, July. That actually makes July, me really angry. July twelfth. So this actually just happened. And it doesn't say that they found asbestos in the baby powder. Oh, here we go. Doug just pulled something up. What does that say there, Doug? Talc. Yeah, talc is mind, and so asbestos is found in the the mind talc, which they use oh. for talcum powder. Oh, that's what it is. I see. So, so, so maybe an unintentional, but still, like they didn't do their due diligence and test it. Yeah. Oh shit. And you would be. How would you be able to tell, right? Yeah. You put that on babies, you fuckers. I know you, fucking crazy, right? Bastards. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Fuck. That's this is listen. You know, I tell people, go as natural as possible. Don't use shit like this. So these women were using baby powder on their vaginas because they thought it would- Bro, I'm not going to lie. I would have never- I would just- You would not- I wouldn't think that baby powder would even have something that could be compromising to a- a, You know, it's baby powder. I wouldn't think there would be anything- Well, yeah, exactly. Because we grew up with it and we think it's nothing. Well, that's why- uh, It's not even made from real babies. Go down the rabbit hole, but (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust in their formulas. I don't, none of that shit, dude. If it's not like natural, scary, dude. Yeah. So, but I mean, if they're, if Johnson Johnson is is mining it, and that's how it's made through this, what's talc? What is talc? Does anyone know what what that is? Does are talc you guys, it itself? Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, talc no powder, obviously, but it's I'm definitely not using anything on my mineral. balls anymore. Some it's, type of a mineral. Yeah. So I would assume that all. See, now that I know it's a mineral, it's. Definitely doesn't make sense. Even putting talc on on things like it doesn't make sense to put powdered minerals all over yourself all the time, because you could potentially absorb some of it. It's like um, right. it's like uh, you know the sunscreen. So I buy the sunscreen I use on my kids. I don't use the chemical stuff because that should more zinc. I use oxide. zinc oxide. Yeah. But I also make sure it's not nanoparticulized, which is where they take zinc and they crush it so much that you rub it in and you can't see oh, it. Because that way it'll penetrate. Yeah. Because the, the, the problem with the zinc oxide uh, sunscreens are is it leaves a little bit of a white sheen. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's how it works. It reflects things off. So then what companies did is they. They, they crush the zinc so small that you rub it in, you don't get that white sheen, but then they find, oh, absorb. you absorb the zinc that way. Yep. So you got to be careful with the, with the things you put on your skin, man. So yeah. when you put the sunscreen on your kids, you use the stuff that's like, like it looks like paint is going on there. If you put it on real thick, I do rub it in, mm-hmm. but then when they get wet and sweaty, you can see they look kind of white. Yeah, dude, remember the 80s? Remember yeah, yeah. Put that on our nose. Like yeah, that was that's colors. straight zinc, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that what I'm picturing But I'll right tell now. you what, it is way more effective at stopping sunburn. Like, yeah. you put that shit on, you are not getting, I mean, it's very, very, because it <laughs> well, reflects All the it. lifeguards and everybody that were like, in the sun, like all mm-hmm. the time, they were always putting that yep. zinc oxide yep. on them. Because the other stuff is straight up xenoestrogens and these weird chemicals that are what are they endocrine, as Doug would say. 
yeah. disruptors. So, so yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder then how many of these, these, this baby powder and stuff. I mean, it, not just. I mean, we're picking on Johnson and Johnson right now, but if is all powder? I know. Like a gold they bond. gotta look into it. Gold in bond all and all these. What like, do you think gold bond is? Well, right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, Who owns just, gold bond, by the way. That's the brand, isn't it? Oh no, no, it's you know, it's it's owned by the same. Uh, Arm and Hammer, the Arm and Hammer. Oh, Arm and Hammer. Yeah, yeah. I think you're yeah. right. I'm, I'm, I think that's who it is. I don't well, and see, and I've used that too for like yeah, so powder. You know, I was chocolate. just throwing it on my balls the other day. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, that's why it made me think of this, bro. This is why it was a big oh, deal to man. me. You put gold bond on your nuts? Well, sometimes if they're itchy. Oh wow! Yeah, I haven't done it very often, but I'll do it every <laughs> now and then. <laughs> if yeah. Yeah. Have you ever have you have you ever thrown some baby powder on your nuts before oh, you put them in put them in relaxing. your drawers? Yeah, get rid of that little oh, swampy man. feel. I mean, I don't want to recommend it to people now because no. fuck, I don't want to give everyone cancer. <laughs> but I mean, wow, yeah. that was gold a, bond. No shit, gold bond body powders that contain talcum powder may increase the risk of ovarian cancer in women. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's another lawsuit now. There's a lawsuit apparently against. Dol- well, they probably haven't looked into testicular cancer and that tying into that either yet. It's so. close to your butthole too, dude. Well, that, in, okay, I don't know about you guys, but I mean, Justin being in a locker room a lot, that was a normal thing for all athletes, dude. That's Definitely. like a thing. You you would throw you throw some because well, your girdle too. You'd have to like wash like everybody used the same like laundry, and it was like uh like inevitably like the back. I mean, it's gross, but. You know, like you'd use this this powder to kind of make sure he kept all the bacteria at bay. Well, the thing that you're trying to prevent is like jock itch, right? Which yeah, is a, exactly. which is a fungal infection. The best thing that you can do to prevent fungal infection, besides making making sure that you're clean, you don't wear the same thing over and over again, is being healthy. Because when you have a healthy microbiome on your skin, because you you have a microbiome in your gut, but you also have a, you know my, a, a signature microbiome on your skin. Um, and when that's healthy, it, it naturally fights fungus. It naturally keeps it off. I know when I'm unhealthy, when my gut's off, I have more of a tendency to develop things like athlete's foot, for sure. For sure. So mm-hmm. that's the that's the most important thing. You know, these like throw powder on stuff and all that stuff. I, I feel Was like a lot of that is- when you were doing keto that you found yourself a little more susceptible? So when I went keto, I'm not more susceptible to athlete's foot. But I not, went keto okay. and then I took on top of it uh, exogenous ketones. Mm. So I got my ketone levels fucking high through the roof. Mm-hmm. And when I would do that every time, I'd be more susceptible to athlete's foot. So I did some research and found that the fungus in athlete's foot actually can feed off of ketones. Oh, interesting. See, knowing so all this producing- stuff now it always makes me curious to like what I was doing. Because when I was a kid, I remember I, I had athlete's foot for a little while in mm-hmm. high school and then it, then it's never, I've never seen it or ever had it mm-hmm. ever again as I got older. It's pretty easy to get rid of, right? Use the, was it the, the myconazole and the, you know, tolmphanate or whatever they're called, you know, antifungals over the counter. They're pretty effective. But- I use monostat. Wait, is that the wrong stuff? Monostats for actually <laughs> yeast infections. Actually, yeah, <laughs> it still works that's for dirty vaginas. Actually, bro. Uh, it's not, bro. Shut up, bro. It still works, so man. Mo- that's, for, that's for dirty wizard sleeves. <laughs> dirty wizard. Clean your dirty wizard sleeves. Yeah, that's a good commercial. Monostat. We're not even sponsored. We should. Be, uh, no, monostat is myconazole. Same stuff that you'll use on on athlete's foot or uh, or jock itch. Mm. Speaking of microbiomes, more research has just come out to show that they did a study on children with autism. And they took these kids and they did a fecal transplant where they were trying to give them a better internal microbiome. Yeah. And the symptoms of autism were relieved in oh many of these kids. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Like big time. What? That's, yes. That, that's awesome. Yes. Big time. Whoa. And we've known for a long oh, time good that- news. Yeah. We've known for a long time that autism has been connected with gut issues like diarrhea, constipation, like all these other issues. Right. And they thought that there was some kind of a connection, but they weren't sure. So they took these kids, did the hmm. fecal transplant, and 
it was it was a small it was a small study, but they found that hyperactivity, repetitive actions, irritability, everything improved and continued getting better towards the end of the trial. I'm gonna tell you something. That's the power of poo. Yeah. No, dude. You know what? Didn't, it's just, crazy though. Let me tell you something. If you look at the all the mild uh, antibiotics we're exposed to from the stuff that's in our soaps, like uh, what's that? There's that one, that one uh, triclosan that was in soaps, right? The anti, the antibacterial soaps, yeah. to the stuff that's in our tap water because people flush things down the toilet or whatever, mm-hmm. to the chemicals that we use, to the fact that uh, our environments are so sterile and they're finding that the microbiomes of mothers and their children is becoming less and less diverse because it passes on to your child and that child has children and so on and so forth. I wonder if we're just hitting, we're just starting to hit that that breaking point where our microbiomes are so getting to the point where it's taken a few generations, but it's so fucked up that- yeah, It's been under assault. Yeah, now, you know, food allergies, food intolerances, gut issues, uh, mental issues, autism, all this stuff's exploding. It's all connected to the fact that our immune systems are just going haywire. Yeah. You know what I mean? From I all be- the stuff. Yeah, that. it makes a lot of sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Crazy. Today's Quaw is brought to you by Maps Anabolic. If you're looking to maximize your overall muscle and strength, Maps Anabolic is the perfect place to start. With a full 30-day money-back guarantee, there is absolutely zero risk. So what are you waiting for? Go to mindpromedia.com and get started today. It's the motherfucking Quaw. The eagle has landed. First question is from Mike Goes Fit. Is it possible for your muscles to grow, but your strength to remain the same? Yes, it Abs- is. Absolutely. It is. And I've experienced this myself. But before we go into the possible reasons, I think we need to talk about what strength is. Um, there's, a, there's a few components that we need to discuss with this. First off, obvious, the obvious one, your muscles, right? And bigger muscle fibers contract harder. And so when people think of strength, that's what they think of. They think muscles, like, oh, I have bigger muscles. They're going to contract harder. Right. That's going to make me stronger. Not necessarily true because no, you get central nervous system. Yeah. Yeah. How they have a power source behind it. How those muscles, how hard and quick those muscles fire, which is controlled by the central nervous system. It's why I love your analogy that you started saying fucking years ago. It was the first time I ever heard anybody give that analogy. I think it's such a great analogy to get people to understand exactly how this works, which is the speaker and the amplifier analogy, because mm-hmm. you absolutely can go buy 12 inch subwoofers that should be more should be, you know, theoretically more powerful than eight inch subwoofers. But if you're not, you know, if you're not running a, a stronger amp, you won't really hear or notice a bigger difference in mm-hmm. it, which so. And to me, that's how I think of like the difference between strength and, mm-hmm. and building muscle. And part of that is also the fact that strength is also a skill. There is a lot of skill involved with being strong. Your ability to balance and fire muscles the way they should, the way how many times you've practiced a particular movement so your body knows that it can exert right. maximal force. Because here's the thing, like if you look at like a highly trained athlete, uh, like an Olympic lifter, Olympic lifters are great examples of, of this. They're able to summon most of the strength that they're that they're capable of for their lifts. They've trained so often and so many times that their body feels safe outputting all that power and strength. Well, that's the now, reason why someone like Phil Heath would get his ass kicked by someone who's 180 pounds. That's an Olympic lifter. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Because yeah. because his body isn't isn't doesn't feel safe or used to being able to summon all his strength. Now Phil Heath 
could summon the all of his capable strength that his muscles could with good skill, he would be a lot stronger than he probably is in the gym. This is why sometimes people will be in emergency situations and find that they yeah. can summon strength that they normally didn't think they could. You know, the story of the mom lifting the car off her kid or whatever. There's some truth to that, to where... Well, there, yeah, that's a good point, too, about being able to control it, though. Because, I mean, you can summon it, and you could literally, like, deplete and exhaust your body. Or hurt yourself. Or hurt yourself, versus, like, somebody who's trained well and, and, and developed this skill knows the, the right exact amount and the dose and when to apply it, when to pull off of mm -hmm. it, and you know, in terms of, like, being the most efficient in that particular exercise. So there's a lot more that goes into it than just, I can do this because my muscles are you know pulling this from the ground yeah now, now when i look at this question it says is it possible your muscles to grow but strength remain the same what what comes to mind right away to me is a lot of my peers in the the competitive like bodybuilding world this is this is really common where they you know they get this real bub bubbly looking muscles and they chase the pump all the time and they train in hypertrophy all the time and so their muscles get bigger and they look bigger, but then they haven't really got that much stronger. So this is super common in mm -hmm. that space. It is. It's like, okay, it's like you have a car that has 400 horsepower, but it's got a rev limiter. And we've set that rev limiter so that you're not able to exert the ma all that horsepower. You try to push it, rev limiter kicks in, takes away your power, you know, engine kind of shuts, shuts you off, down. shuts yeah. you down. Your body has natural rev limiters. And many times what limits your strength is not because you're not strong enough but it's because your body limits your strength because it's trying to protect mm -hmm. your body and your joints. Like if you have a certain amount of strength and you go to try throw a fastball or a baseball as fast as you can, many times what's limiting your speed isn't that you're not able to generate the speed, but the fact that your body won't let you yeah. because it thinks if you do, you're going to tear you're gonna something. Throw your arm off. Your you're going to throw your arm off. And so a lot of strength is that skill, is that practice over and over again. This is why you know it, it, you know when at 195 pounds. You know, I had practiced deadlifts so many times. It was one of my favorite lifts. It's an exercise that I can go and grind out weight that guys that are 30 pounds heavier than me. And it's not because my muscles are stronger necessarily. It's because my body feels safe. Well, you're better at that You've movement. done it better. enough times to condition your body that you're going to be okay. That's right. exactly, this is exactly, I was explaining this to Enzo yesterday because he was trying to, like, he's like, how come Sal is so much stronger on deadlift than you guys? Mm. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I go, well, you know, Sal, Sal's been, uh, I said, Is Sal, this why you hurt yourself? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this, is, this was just literally yesterday. Yesterday oh, I was okay. having this conversation with yeah. Enzo and I just said, you know, Sal's been deadlifting since he was like fucking 15 years old. Like yeah. I literally started deadlifting at like 28. Like way later. Yeah, yeah, way later in my life. And not to take anything from him. I mean, that's, but that just shows you how much. Yeah, that no, you developed that skill to, mm -hmm. you know, a really high level. So that's just the difference. It is. And so, and now here's the thing. Would you want more muscle and less strength? Well, I guess if you're just looking for the aesthetic and you really don't care about strength, then that's fine. But here's the, there is you a potential. Be a walking balloon animal. Yeah, and you know, here's go for it. <laughs> easy, but there, easy. There's for a very, <laughs> there is a benefit for though. a very long time. I'll show no go for yes, yeah. yes. For a yeah. very long time, I was this guy. Like I used to pride myself on going to the gym. What was your saying? Like when I take my shirt off in the bedroom, girl doesn't ask me how much yeah. I can bench. Yeah, it's right. It's true. You know, they, they Boom. did. So I was, I was. You imagine if a girl did do that once though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, you look good. What's your deadlift? Like, yeah, like, oh, that's a hundred pounds less than me. Yeah. <laughs> I got a bench over there in the corner. I was, I was all show no go but here's i if that's your your goal like is to in which let's be honest okay fucking at least half the people listening to this show right now if not more dude that's they just care about the way they look plus let's, so, let's yeah, plus true. here's the other and, here's, here's and, the real benefit though because i'm gonna side with you but here's the real benefit adam 
it's not so much that people just want to look good and don't really care about the strength, although that's true. The real benefit is training for maximal strength is way riskier than just training that, to build muscle. This is where I was heading with this. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I trained four years being the all-show, no-go guy and just trying to look cool. And I and I used to pride myself on being the guy who'd walk over next to the dude grunting and groaning and throwing up crazy weight with terrible form. Veins just popping. Right, and yeah. I would come over with my real light baby weight, you know, and get this, you know, <laughs> but look ripped and yeah. jacked and, and be, you know, exercising, balancing or doing weird shit. And so that was my thing. Now here's... The deal is when I switched over to strength training, I saw some major gains. Like I definitely saw my body change. I saw the look of my muscles. There's a lot of positive things like uh, what I, and I remember sharing this on the show years ago was I, I liked that I didn't have to be pumped up to look bigger and stronger. I know mm-hmm. the strength training gave me, and we've talked about a this. dense muscle. Right. We've speculated on like, does, does it actually look different? Does that muscle fiber like look different to the average person? I believe so. I believe that strength training gave me these dense, hard muscles that don't need to be aired up to look good. So there was a lot of positive stuff. Now, the negative stuff is I've been hurt more mm-hmm. in the last five, six years strength training than I ever did. Uh, promotes a lot more stress around the joints. Right. I mean, there's no denying that at all. So, I, I mean, when I was the all-show, no-go guy, and all I cared about is looking pretty and shit, I mean, there's definitely some positives to that as far as you know being safer. And you still can build a very incredible physique as far as the way it looks like mm-hmm. absolutely i was getting killed if you compared me to a strength athlete or an olympic lifter or someone like that but you could build an incredibly aesthetic physique without ever being somebody who chases like heavy heavy that's strength. right i learned this myself you know years ago because i always i always loved strength i wasn't a power lifter or anything like that but i just like being strong and so i always tended to train to get stronger and then there was one point where I started to change my training a little bit and uh, I was just getting good pumps and just focusing on that for a second. And I was, oh, you know what it was? It was the first time I actually got myself really, really lean and dieted. And you know, when you go into calorie deficit and you're trying to diet, you're, you're not going to be as strong or at least it's difficult to be strong. Mm-hmm. So I mentally had to make the switch and say, it's okay that I'm not as strong as I normally am. So because of that switch, I started training differently. And I noticed that I was kind of getting bigger in certain parts of my body without getting stronger. And it really tripped me out. I was like, oh shit, like I can actually look bigger or build a little bit of muscle without getting stronger. So it's definitely true. Absolutely true. You can do it. I think there's some benefits sometimes to training just for muscle. And that benefit comes in the form of safety, 100%. Like training heavy and pushing for strength all the time. I mean, you can do it in a safe way and you can prime properly. You can check your ego. But no matter what, at the end of the day, it's still higher risk for injury. Next question is from James Hammer. What is the worst injury you've experienced and what did you do to recover from it? <laughs> That's easy. Yeah. Well, for you, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going through it for sure. The Achilles was the worst one? Yeah. It's, it Why, was... just because it took the longest? Yeah. It. I mean... Because you had Achilles tear. Yeah, I've had ACL, MCL stuff too. I, I, I really haven't been injured that much. I've never had a broken bone. I've never had stitches. So I haven't been injured a lot. I've had um, a cracked coccyx. You know, I crashed Whoa. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not a cock. Oh, that's cock. the one in the back. Yeah, yes, that's the one in the yes, back. That's my tailbone, yeah. right? So I that sucks. It, by the way, I it, heard that that it, it does. I got a blood clot from it afterwards too, because so I crashed my ATV on. This. Oh, I, you told us what's long. Yeah, time ago. I was on a. I was hitting a tabletop jump on my buddy's ATV, and he has a a, a wrist throttle instead of a thumb throttle, and I just wasn't used to riding. As 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 I was going up the jump, 
I leaned back and that naturally broke my wrist and I, or like meaning I broke it down and it throttled it down and I took off and the ATV started to do a backflip in the air oh, with man. me on it. And I'm about, you and all know. Travis Pastrana. All yeah, of a sudden. Dude. Yeah. And I kicked off, I bailed and came flat on my landed flat on the dirt on my back and on the top of a tabletop jump, but probably good 10, 15 feet up in the air. It didn't, you're lucky it didn't land on you. Oh uh, no! Well, like, yeah, I kicked. So as soon as I started to go back and up, like it was going to go upside down, I pushed off of it. I mean, I felt it going oh, in that shit. direction and bailed, and I just landed straight on. And it was one of the most painful things that I had gone through. Uh, they they were they were talking about trying to fly me out, and I'm like, no, I can get out. And I and on the way back to the house, we had to stop at the hospital because all of a sudden I lost the complete feeling in my my right leg. Like just didn't feel it anymore. The reason why I did it was that the swelling in my back got so big it must have pinched a nerve. Oh, and then, shit. But I was like freaking out. Like all of a sudden, I mean, literally no feeling. So to be like, oh, in pain. And, and you're I, thinking paralyzed. Oh, yeah. Right away. I'm thinking. Yeah. So I get so scared. We get in the hospital and then they, they get some ice on it. So that brings the swelling down. I start to feel the feeling back. So I was okay. And then the doctors pretty much said, sorry, we, they did x-rays that we can't really do anything for you. So here's some drugs. Here's a donut. Is it all off now? Do you have like a like a because I know no, it's, it's if it cracks, a, it'll heal weird. Yeah, well, it, it does feel like it. Like I haven't gone back years later to go X-ray to see how like how Your much little tail like how what <laughs> like what it feels. But I can definitely feel like even this latest back That's injury that, that I just did. It definitely always hurts in that area. Like it, I can feel like if I have like little minor stuff like muscle related. Yeah, it's still I can feel it. Oh, kind I of, hate tailbone shit. Uh, so yeah. that was a that was a gnarly one. And because I was I was in so much pain and I was on this donut all day long, what ended up happening was because I was sitting around all day, I ended up getting this blood clot and I had like a softball sized blood clot in my in my back and they had to go out I had to drain it and that was a big deal. So that was pretty painful. Ew. But it's even that, that sounds worse than your Achilles. No, dude. That I mean, you don't I, think maybe your Achilles feels worse because you were also simultaneously going through the low testosterone, not mm. training. Well, I'm depression, sure, maybe. I mean, I'm sure that that uh, that exaggerated, right, or amplified yeah. the the you know the feeling or whatever of not liking or thinking it was one of the worst injuries. But I definitely. I mean, the fact that it's eight months later and I still have days where I don't that's feel... That's true. It's a long time. Yeah, no, it's a long time to be dealing with an, an injury still. And I don't, you know, I don't bitch about it all day long, but it's, it's fucking uncomfortable as shit. It doesn't feel good. Like, I never... I've never had something linger for this long. Mm. And even, again, back to the other injuries, the MCL, ACL, you know, after they went in, scoped that out. Yeah, I was in pain for a month or so. And then once it healed, it was a little awkward for a while. I lost all my muscle. All that shit sucked. But the the nagging pain and what I'm dealing what I've dealt with with the Achilles is, has trumped pretty much anything and everything else that I've been through. Yeah, my one of my first I've I've had stitches as a kid and all that stuff. But one of my first major injuries was dislocating my left uh, patella, my kneecap. And this was when I was maybe 12, I think I was 12 or 13, playing volleyball with the family at the park. And I jump and I landed in the Wish grass. I've seen that. Huh? Just yeah. seeing you play volleyball. Oh, it's, would be it's just incredible. A, yeah. <laughs> just be neat to watch. La just running for it and diving. Yeah. No, no, no. I so went gracefully. You know what happened? Wisping his hair. I, my, my, my foot landed. <laughs> I got this, boys. In a hole and I twisted my knee and my kneecap went out and I hit the ground and it sounded like a dry crack which was kind of weird. Yeah. And then I looked down and it didn't hurt at first. And I looked down, I couldn't straighten my leg out. Like I couldn't get up. I'm like, what? And I looked down and my kneecap was here. 
Yeah. So like oh. the back of my yeah. So like yeah. the back of my leg. So imagine like you see my kneecap here. Damn it, rotated over that. Where'd it go? It was here, and my skin was all stretched out to accommodate for it. So it just <laughs> looked fucking crazy. And I'm like 12 or 13. I'm on the floor, and I start screaming, oh. and I start screaming the worst obscenities you've ever heard in your life around my entire family, like fuck, bitch, cunt, ah, mother. <laughs> And so my cousin, everybody runs over, like, what's going on? And my cousin's looking at me, and he's like, he starts whispering in my ear. He's like, you're saying really bad words. He's like, you're saying really, really bad words. <laughs> but I couldn't help it, man. I was just cussing like crazy. Ambulance came. They took me in the ambulance. And then as we're driving, and they give me all this morphine, they're like, okay, the, the closest hospital, we can take you to it, but your insurance, you're, it's not a Kaiser hospital. I had Kaiser insurance. So my mom looks at me, and she's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, all right, go to the, go to the one that's far away. It's like 40 minutes away. So I had to like drive my ass. We, we had to Damn. take us, yeah, 40 minutes. So that was kind of bad. And then I wore this, this knee, this leg brace that, where I couldn't bend my leg. Yeah, those are annoying. And I walked around in that thing for, I don't know, two or three months. And this is why my left calf to this day is bigger than my right calf mm. till this day. It was trigger sessions all day long yeah. on my left calf. And, it's, and I think I did some hyperplasia because my right calf will not catch up. Yeah. To my left. And the reason why I walked so much on it is I also started dating this girl that lived, I don't know, two miles away. And this is the first time a girl ever gave me like a hand job. All oh, right. So I would walk for two so miles. It was, it was worth it. I didn't give a fuck, man. I had a straight leg brace. It was in summer. The, the, the things that teenage yeah. boys will yeah. do for a hand for job. For a hand job? Oh. I would have crawled on my stomach. Even <laughs> if it was through the pants at that point. You know what I mean? Oh, it was everything. Like, did I ever share did it. I ever share this story? So after I had the the surgery on the knee, I was in one of these braces also. And the most painful moment of my life was during this time. So it was when you try to go bend it. So it was before the surgery, they put me in this brace. So I had surgery scheduled like a week or two later, but then I had the, I had this foam stiff legged uh, brace thing they had so there's a little bit of play in it but it kept me in this fixed position you know and it was really annoying to do things like go to the bathroom and i'll never forget this so if you can imagine i'm sitting on uh one of those you know elevated i'm in the handicap stall and i've got the bar next to me i sit down and i'm taking a shit right and i got my leg locked out straight in front of me and the the toilet seat did one of these so when i reach back to go wipe myself the seat slid a bit. Yeah, the seat slid just a little bit, and then it, it, that one inch drop. It oh, dropped, it caused you to it, bend it your knee. Did, it did that with my leg <laughs> that is still injured. It's like a wrestling move. Oh, yeah. and I felt it tear a little bit more, and I'm just screaming, crying. And this is a 24 hour fitness back when I worked there, and I was <laughs> crying inside the. You stall. gotta tighten up your seats, bro. Oh, it's your gym too, bro. fucker. It's real fun. People, people inside. Are you okay in there? Are you okay? Yeah. I'm gonna be okay. No, this shit was horrible. That was the that with that, and then when I went to Paris right after that, before I had done the surgery, and I was hobbling around in Paris and hooked it on a cobblestone that was sticking out. And went the same direction. Oh, as, oh, oh that's it terrible! Buckled me to the ground those two times. Well, probably the most painful. So my other, my other bad injury was in my other knee, and I was in jujitsu, and I was there was a guy that was uh, the, the coach or the guy that was teaching the class, cool guy. And whenever we would on the ground, he would kill me because he was a teacher. But stand up when we would do stand up and throws, I, I have a judo background, and so I would do pretty well against him. And so we we start doing stand up, and he goes to jump guard because this is what a lot of jujitsu guys do when they don't want to they don't want to get thrown. They'll just jump guard. So he goes to jump guard. I'm getting ready to pivot to do a throw. So it's like really bad timing. Ooh, My rotating. foot's on the ground. 
He mm. just he just jumped on my knee. Mm. His whole oh. his whole weight just, mm. and I heard my knee go cluck cluck. Like, oh, like seriously, like inverted. And I'm like, for sure, I look oh. like a flamingo. Like it oh went backwards, God, like dude. a flamingo. And I thought for sure I <laughs> tore my knee. Like for sure, I didn't you actually. Back? I got MRI'd and everything, and wow. they're like, and I'm like, for, I told them like, oh, you tore my knee. This, this yeah. is 100%. Nope, didn't tear it. That's wow. crazy. And then the third worst injury, pulling the first time I deadlifted or pulled 600 pounds off the floor was with a trap bar, uh, which I can lift about 40, roughly about. 35 to 45 more pounds in a trap bar than a can of straight bar. I don't know if you guys, if you guys ever tested that to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's probably And so, right. and I, the, th- the thing I like about a trap bar is it gets, it, it helps get me used to a particular weight before I go to the straight bar. So I could feel what 600 pounds is like. So I put 600 pounds in the bar and I'm dr- grinding and pushing through. And at the very top of the lift, big old, my rib came out, big pop, boom, Ugh. right in my back. I put the weight down. I laid down on my back. And I couldn't move for I don't know an hour and a half, and I was and I couldn't breathe either for like the first oh, ten yeah. minutes. I've had ribs <clears throat> out. You can't breathe. It's yeah. real restricted. And I was like, Am I going to pass out <laughs> right now? Yeah. What's going yeah. on? That's, that's it for me. Yeah, though. dude. I, I mean, I've had a plethora of injuries, but they're all like when I was younger. Like for the most part, like I did it all like through childhood. I mean, it, which is kind of crazy because I I went and and I played rugby, I played football. You know, it's like super high impact sports. But the the worst that I got from those sports was like I had like a MCL tear and then that was like my senior year and then before that it was just a plethora of uh, concussions which you totally don't count you yeah, know? yeah they didn't know that too hold on a second all. you had a plethora of concussions no I had three I had three like oh, okay. like yeah. obvious ones where That's I was like oh that was bad that was bad so what happens you just did you get knocked out or did you just forget no like I I I I still wanted to play because I was an asshole and you know didn't want to listen to the to the doctor, but like they do that test where they try and they ask you like questions that that are you know whatever who are you what's your name like who, the president you really know, whatever hard, they come really up, hard real hard ones, ones <laughs> that I I screwed up because like it, it's funny you ever talk to somebody who had a concussion it's like talking to somebody who's like super super drunk. You know, it's, oh, wow. it, it's really like, weird. It's bizarre. Like a slur or whatever. Yeah. Like you just say like really random weird shit and like you your remember brain is felt, on a totally different path. Do you remember what it felt like when you got the concussion? Um, more that I was totally discombobulated. Like I, I just didn't know, like I didn't have any bearings. Like I didn't know where I was like, and so they, they took, and they took me to the hospital after this one game and I had made like, it was like one of my best games. I had like, I, I like made the sack. I, t- I, I sacked um, the quarterback in the end zone, got like, you know, two point conversion or a, a safety. And, uh, and then like right after that, like I was going on kickoff and I, I went to, I shouldn't have gone for the ball. Like they, it kicked it. You're never supposed to go for the ball if it goes over your head, right? You're supposed to let the guys behind you get it. Mm. And it was like really close to me. And so I just turned and grabbed the ball and caught it and then turned in, which is another thing you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to turn out. And I turned into like a, you know, they the call them like wedge breakers. And there's like three of them that all tackled me. And at they're once running at, you at full my speed. head, full speed, full sprint. So that one was. I'm bad. assuming you let go of the ball too. Then after that, no, I held on to it. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> just knocked out on the ground. <laughs> yeah, 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 just got clobbered, dude. <laughs> Did you get knocked out, or were you just you got up and you were just? Woozy? I mean, I saw stars and like for probably briefly got like you know blacked out for a minute, but uh, no, but yeah, and I mean, if my arm. So growing up, I had I had two two right arm breaks in the same year. That was the worst. So I I basically like. 
broke my arm the first time I was on uh, monkey bars and, and fell off like this really tall monkey bar. And, like, like every 80s kid. Yeah, like <laughs> I feel like that's a rite of passage. Yes. You know, like you fall off the monkey bars, you break your arm. And then like the end of the year, it was like probably like six months later, seven months later, um, this, this kid, we were playing... I was playing with my brother's friends and this kid just like pushed me in a ditch and I landed on a rock and fucking broke it all over again. Oh, so I got really good pissed. at doing things with my left hand. And so for like maybe two years or so after that, I was like ambidextrous. I could oh, throw cool. a ball with my left hand, like all that kind of stuff. And there's a boxer that an old school boxer, old time boxer. I want to say Jack Dempsey. I'm not sure who it was, but he, same thing. He broke his arm and then learned how to hit really, really well with his other hand, and then mm -hmm. became a like a really, really good boxer as a result. It's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if that helped me at all. But like, yeah, I was sure pretty balanced. You know, like mm -hmm. going into sports after that, like I didn't have any injuries. It was kind of crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Next question is from Four A Schneider. What do you guys think about the latest steroid use in CrossFit and the transparency they are showing? Will that be a good or a bad thing for the growth? The sport so of I'm totally. So what's going on with yeah, this? I'm totally unaware of this right now. There's, there's are they calling people did, out? Are they did testing somebody them? get busted or? Yeah, I think. I mean, there's there was a T Nation article that was highlighting it too. It's like sort of the uh, the the elephant in the room that uh, now is like kind of surfacing as far as like the usage is is been reported like all over the place. Do you like, know if they even like? I'm. Do they test them yeah, for competition? Do they, do they even test? So that's a good question. We, we should probably pull that up. I didn't get the you know the CrossFit standards as far as like when they get into the games because I've never heard anyone get tested. Before. I didn't think yeah. the game, I didn't think the games was tested. I I, I don't know. Oh like, no, they're taking tests. Yeah, they're I taking tests up, now. Yeah, okay. I just pulled up a uh, uh, an article right now. Five 2018 Reebok CrossFit Games athletes, including Emily Abbott, failed drug tests. So CrossFit headquarters just released wow. the full list of regionals athletes in breach. Of CrossFit's drug policy. Oh shit, Emily Abbott's a big yeah, name too. Who, who else? So let's find out. Yeah, let's rat them all. Uh, yeah, like Froning and all those guys. You know what? Come on, dude. Of course they're all gonna. Like, well, I know. I'm just. And the thing is, it's such a new sport. It doesn't surprise me that it would go into that direction first, and then they'd have to kind of scale back. Okay, because here we it's go. Like, if you're competing against somebody who is, you know, why, Emily why Abbott. You? Yeah, Emily Abbott, four year sanction. Whoa, four years banned. Well, good for them, man. Yeah. So that's uh, she got she got tested positive for ibutamarin. Never heard of that anabolic agent, ibutamarin. We need to look that up. Dean Shaw, clomiphene. So he was taking clomid. So now people are wondering, well, what? And that's just that's a selective estrogen receptor that's module. That's post, right? Yeah, so he must know, have he must so, have gone yeah. off so to this, try and pass and this the is test. What, this is what when you hear stuff like that and they get they get popped for like clomid or something, it makes me always wonder like how many of these guys and girls are running it a majority of the year, but then they're and then, and then cycling. Yeah, off. And of this course, is like right before this is just this is just the person who gets. Bro, fucked. look what they're getting caught. It's just like any for. sport, though. You know, any professional sport. A uh, lot of people got banned because they were taking SARMs, um, SARMs, yeah. Osterin. Mm. GW one one five one six. Wow. And then Winstrol. This guy's taking Winstrol. What an idiot. Everybody knows Winstrol like will stay in your blood forever. <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe not everybody knows. Exogenous yeah, I testosterone. Exo I don't know that. You know what? This is good. I'll tell you why this is good. If you if you want your sport to be mainstream and also to separate itself from I think it's brilliant. I think the UFC, honestly, I think raised the bar yeah. for that. Like the UFC takes oh, it very seriously. They're going like super, yeah, super crazy detailed with the, with the way that they test. And USADA comes in and in like on a whim, you mm -hmm. know, they, they'll 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 test you. So it's mm -hmm. yeah, I, 
and and that's the thing about sport. It's you want you want to portray, especially if you want to legitimize your sport, you want to have like people behind it. And so you want like kids to to play your sport and kind of grow up and 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 perform the sport. And you want to maintain that purity as much as possible. But uh, when you get to like you know. The, people that are doing it for their profession they're getting paid to do it now, i've always wondered why we don't have just like we do with you know bodybuilding why do you not have like an all-natural league and a natural league yeah. well like, I, why, why, I, I like, like that as a as like why option. like why not like why not have a really strict like extremely strict you know rules for steroids for the you know on you know uh, the league that it does not have steroids and then you have a league that allows steroids you know what's going to be funny about this what? so this reminds me of when uh the ufc bought pride you guys remember pride yeah okay so pride was this mma organization in japan that notoriously did not test people for drugs and in fact there were rumors that they would actually give them mm-hmm. to yeah. their athletes so when and there was always this, pride there that. was always this debate like you know, who would win, you know, in a fight, the top Pride fighter or the top UFC fighter? Like, you know, Pride had like Vanderlei Silva. They had, uh, what's his Dan name? Henderson, Mirko Krokop. For a minute, yeah. They had, you know, this, this uh, uh, Fedor Emilienko. Like, yeah. and then UFC, you had, you know, uh, people like, um, what's his name? Chuck Liddell. Chuck Liddell. And all, yeah. Right. So, you know, uh, Andy Cor- uh, Randy Couture. And they would always debate who would win. And when the UFC bought Pride, it was like, oh, now we're going to know. We're going to see, right? Right. And the crazy thing, the craziest thing happened. Like all the, Vanderlei all, all, Silva. All the Pride guys lost 30 pounds. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Like Vanderlei Silva, Pride versus Vanderlei Silva at UFC does not look the totally same. Totally different human. Not at all. And what's that one kickboxer guy? Tall dude. Uh, the Dutch kickboxer guy. Black dude. Oh, Fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like K. No, no, no. Kong. Kong. No, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no. No, no, he used to fight in K1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was really, really good. Good-looking dude. Dutch Dutch guy. Ah, uh, God, you got to get me fuck. again. Um, You know who I'm talking starts about. Starts with a B. It's, uh, fuck, I can't think of his yeah. name right now. Anyway, if we look up, like, the like some of the top, uh, he just got knocked out recently, I think, in a fight. Anyway, um, he looked super jacked when he was in pride. Like, insane. He looked like an amateur bodybuilder. Comes to the UFC. All of a sudden, he looks like just lean, kind of skinny fighter yeah. or whatever. It's hilarious. I watch. I, it's gonna be funny to didn't, see what happens across. Didn't uh, Belfort come from there too? Belfort. Yes. Belfort was another one. Yes. That he guy looked, looked like a bodybuilder. Yeah, he, he was crazy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he looked like a kind of you know like a fit, normal, fit dude. Yeah. So I wonder if that's gonna happen with CrossFit now that they're testing and now that they know that they're serious because yeah. they just banned a bunch. Well, of people. think about how you know like as far as steroids like helping with recovery. I mean, that's the big biggest thing with with CrossFit because I mean you're just going through fucking hell the whole time you're competing yeah, i would i would argue that crossfit of all the sports it would it be the most would it be the most advantageous i feel to, that alistair overeem alistair overeem yes, overeem oh my god if, he if, was like a giant bro if you pull up if you pull up maybe doug can pull up look up uh alistair it's here i'll send you a picture of this doug alistair overeem pride and then we'll look him up uh, Alistar Overeem UFC. But what Look you, at the difference. It's like you, 40 pounds. What, what do you guys think? I mean, this is total speculation, but I would think that steroids in CrossFit would be the most advantageous in comparison to any other sport that's out there. When you think of like the the level of – these guys, a lot of these guys are doing like your top, top guys. Are there girls. weight classes in CrossFit? No, I don't think so. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. You know, then in that case, it, it might not, it, it's probably going to be a huge benefit, right? Because you gain a little bit of weight because you're stronger. You don't have to worry about your weight class. Right. Yeah. And then on top of that, too, you think of the recovery. Like Justin said, some of these guys are girls are doing three times, uh, 
three times a day doing these CrossFit yeah, workouts. How are you gonna? <laughs> how are you gonna like bounce back after all that damage yeah, you're the, applying? Average mm-hmm. human being just just can't recover yeah, from you that. You can't do that. Mm-mm. No, and I, I, that's what I'm saying. I wonder what they're gonna look like. What the fighters are gonna look like. Or excuse me, what the the competitors are going to look like now that the testing oh he, is more serious? Yeah, look at the difference. See how he looked right there on that in the right versus you know the one on the left or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you can you can add like thirty pounds to the guy. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if the records are not going to are going to stay now. You know what I mean? Because some of these records were set when there was no drug testing, and now that there's drug testing, are these guys even going to? Be able to compete well, and then yeah. you bring up what what the study that you brought up, which I find fascinating, and I believe because somebody who has taken anabolics consistently before and then have been off now, I mean, I definitely feel like I've kept maintained, yeah, yeah, yeah a lot you know, of that muscle, not all of it, muscle but memory, yeah, at least. But, a, but a decent amount of it for sure. I mean, I I don't, I think if I would have remained a kid who never touched anabolics i think the pace that i was going on was being somebody who probably weighed somewhere between 180 to maybe at the top 200 pounds where you know i'm comfortably over 210 plus and it's been quite some time now so that's the other thing too is like well fuck what about these people that run this in the off season hardcore and then just get off see my whole thing is i'm just glad that this stuff's coming out because i i always push for the transparency of it like don't don't portray yourself as being like this awesome, uh, natural pure, out. natural. Out- and because kids are watching what you're doing, and like this is like gaining popularity, and like you know, just be honest. If you're doing it, then be honest with that's fine. But like, don't like try and portray yourself as this like, you know, like that, I, I just got gifted with that's all that how athleticism. I've always felt. I, I don't, I don't shame anybody, obviously, yeah. because yeah. I have. It's well, just here's a, here's the other well, thing. Here's the other thing to look at now. Now I understand why UFC went crazy with their drug testing or why they took it so seriously. These guys are hitting each other, and the the last thing you want is right. to if someone get hurt and then you know. So I understand why they're doing it. Yeah, there's there's more like real damage. Now there could be a there could be an argument that for CrossFit, if they had just not tested and just said, hey, it's in our policy, but not tested, uh-huh. they're not. It's not a sanctioned sport. Mm-hmm. You know, they're testing themselves. Like, it maybe it would have maybe it would help ratings to have a bunch of jacked you know athletes doing crazy shit. Because it's a spectator sport, of too. Of course, sure. You know? Of course it was. So it might As actually fans, hurt people love that more. It's it's obvious. It might oh, actually it hurt their business. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I absolutely think it will. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, look what happened to baseball. Look yeah. what happened to baseball exactly. after yeah. they started popping everybody for juice, and then they saw the home runs going down. There's, I mean, that's what there's a lot of people speculating. I, I brought it up on the show, what, about six months ago or more ago. Oh, they're messing with the ball. Yeah, because they're trying to figure out how – I mean, people just like to see home runs, man. People yeah. want to see the ball. At the end of the day, the they got to make money. That's right. It. So, I mean, yeah, if CrossFit starts to see all the all the strength all the strength go down. Plus, when they lose their top athletes who are pulling a lot of fans in right. for four years. Yeah. That could be a killer for the and for most their. and most of the ones that are that have the highest like mm-hmm. like social media following and stuff yeah. are the ones that are and sometimes jacked. and sometimes it's better yeah. to not say something because now they're bringing it to light so now the average person watching CrossFit is going to be like oh my god a lot, all of them take steroids you see they bust it all when they don't test anybody then you still have that debate like well they're probably natural they could be natural I don't know I don't think they take steroids they're not bodybuilders you know right. it might have been a bad decision for for the, <laughs> for that in that sense. Next question is from Hecka Stubborn. What are some of your favorite functional exercises for experienced lifters who want to get more into that kind of training? Hecka, come on. <laughs> I hate that. It's Just hella. say hella. Yeah. Yeah. Hecka. Favorite uh. functional exercises. Um, I don't know if this 
the one I'm going to name. Can here, we? Can we? Cla- I was just going to say, how are we going to classify functional? I'm thinking what's of, not functional. I'm thinking of exact good point. I'm thinking exercises that yeah. are that are not mainstream. That are that are ones you don't typically. So see. let's use that word instead. I hate the buzzword functional because everything's consi- could be considered yeah, functional, right. right? So it's right. A deadlift is what massively are, functional. What are uh, yeah? What are some not not common exercises yeah. that I think are biggest bang for exactly. your buck? One for me is is the zercher squat. Zercher squat, I totally took for granted. Didn't think it was that big of a deal. Then I started doing them on a regular basis because um, I'd done them here and there, but I'd never trained them consistently. Watching my strength gains go up on it and then watching what happened to my body, in particular my uh, my posterior chain, my mid-back, and even my arms, even just holding a weight in the crook of my elbow really heavy, mm. I developed like some more muscle and strength from it. And I can see it now being – it's now part of – my routine. In fact, Jessica does zercher squats every week because she said she really feels it in her glutes, and that's always an area she's trying to trying to target. So that would be one of my top ones. I have two unconventional lifts that I think have been game changers for me, and one of them is the Bulgarian split squat. Mm-hmm. Hands down, uh, for my lower body, has been one of the biggest. I mean, not just strength, but it's also I've seen the difference in my mobility. It's improved my squat. Um, I mean, it grew my legs. It has been huge for me. So Bulgarian split squat, uh, that one, and then the Z-press. The Z-press has been a movement that I love to teach people. and It gets my shoulders pumped it's like sh- silly. It, it does. It, gets, it gives you – and then also that it, it promotes good core strength, a good, a good thoracic mobility, good shoulder mobility. You just – you can't cheat the movement. It's mm-hmm. a really tough ex- – like so many exercises – you know that you can cheat your way through. It's you know it's tough. Like this is a movement that you just you can't fucking cheat. You it's in map split. You have to grind your way through. I've been so doing them because it's those, a phase two. Those two fucking movements, man, mm. hands down. Uh, I always make sure that I've incorporated it into my routine, even if it's a program that we don't have it in. I still find a way to put those in mm. there. Yeah, I think for me, um, definitely like the windmill or bent press oh, would yeah. be up there, just because hundred percent. It it shows me like where like so. I, I get really stiff and I get like restricted, um, you know, in my lower back and just, you know, in general, my thoracic, uh, you know, rotation is terrible. So it's like something that I like to make sure that like I keep, you know, checking up on, you know, it's not like I'm always doing that like in the programs, but I'm definitely doing that to kind of check up and see like where I'm at um, and, and how I can, because it's such, it's such a lift that like you wouldn't do. Uh, you know, throughout no, the day, it's an awesome lift. So that that's one of them for sure. And the other one, I know it's kind of obvious that I'm kind of like the ro- rotational guy, but um, wh- why I love like mace bell training and doing these like 360 swings like all the time and so frequently, it fucking bulletproofs my shoulders. Yeah. Like I literally have not felt any shoulder pain, and shoulder pain was a big deal. Like that was something that would always limit me. Once I would increase my lifts or like get to a certain level, I could never break through. Until I started doing rotational type exercise, you never see anybody do it in the gym. You know, you don't see people swinging things around or using their arms like a whole nother way. Like throwing a baseball or throwing something is a natural movement that we've evolved to to, to do. So. I, I have to jump on board with you with that. You are the one that got me into the clubs and the mace. And I've now it's been long enough that I've been using them where I've had stretches where I've been very consistent with it and I haven't been consistent with it. The minute that I am off and I'm not being consistent with the Mason Indian clubs, when I go to do any sort of bench press, I get this 
this pinch and this pain in my shoulder. Exactly. And and it's that scary, oh God, if I go a little bit heavier, I'm going to do some damage here. And so it always would, it would limit me from pre- pushing heavier weight. When I'm being consistent with the clubs and the mace, completely gone. Mm-hmm. And that to me, and so I'm glad you went the rotational way because I wish I would have thought about that because the bent press and the clubs and mace are definitely three things that I've now incorporated into my routine that just were not a, a, a movement that I would do that much because I have had the opportunity to be consistent with it and be without it, and I can see the difference mm-hmm. that it, it's made on mm-hmm. me for sure. I like going through old bodybuilding books and finding old exercises that people don't do anymore just because when you, whenever you try a new movement, especially ones that were established a long time ago, like the bent press, right? The bent press and windmills were staples yeah. in old strongman training. In fact, the bent press was a feat of strength. It was in a lot of their acts. Oh, and it was regard. It's just like the bench press of today. Basically. Right. The, nobody did a bench press, actually. That's Back what I mean. The, that was like, you know, how much you bench. Yeah. Like it was like nobody uh, did barbell squats and nobody did bench presses back in the day. And the problem was how to get the bar in position. That's why they never did them. There were no squat racks. So if you wanted to do a squat, you had to be able to clean a weight, put it on your back, yep. and then do a squat. If you wanted to do a bench press, you had to be able to get the bar, bring it up above your body, lay down on something, and then press it up. So the bench press had never been, hadn't been invented, and neither had the squat rack, or at least it wasn't widely in use. So I like looking back and looking at some of these old exercises, and then even old exercises of like the 70, 60s and 70s, like uh, uh, Zotman curls. Zotman curls are great for arm mm. development or incline uh, uh, lateral raises. You guys ever do an incline lateral raise? You ever seen the old school bodybuilding one where you're laying down on an oh, incline on yeah, your side yeah, and you're those. kind of bringing the dumbbell to your front and coming outside? Well, you and sissy squats. I mean, that sissy honestly, I great. never did sissy squats until you you, you know you kind of turned me on to those. So. Oh, I love sissy squats for for quad development. So Shit, I always recommend we, if we if you ju- if you put a workout together that consisted of all the movements old that we time just, no that we just said like literally put yeah. that together as a routine it'd be a fucking killer routine yep, it would not, be. Yep. We're, we're missing a little back stuff so it's everybody yeah. everybody nailed some really good mm. anterior stuff we didn't do any posterior stuff there so good mornings good mornings an old school exercise you're starting to see people mm-hmm. do it now mm-hmm. but five to ten years ago nobody did a good morning actually if you bent over like that with a bar on your back yeah people think you're fucking yeah, yeah. they freak you out yeah. oh my god you're gonna hurt yourself <laughs> yeah uh, but that wasn't that's uh, that was an old school exercise that great was, movement advanced as fuck if you know how to do it great move it advanced as fuck yep yep absolutely hey check it out we have guides that are free some of them teach you how to build your legs some of them teach you how to get a flat midsection some of them teach you how to do hit training properly there's a lot of guides there's 12 of them all you gotta do is go to mindpumpfree.com download all of them they cost nothing check them out thank you for listening to mind pump if your goal is to build and shape your body dramatically improve your health and energy and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now, plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. 
If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>